The third season of the business podcast Grow Now will address a multitude of questions that every entrepreneur has encountered or has asked himself at least once. The untold story of what an entrepreneur's life is made of, the enthusiasm and the true beauty of entrepreneurship, a journey that happens either because of necessity or due to the opportunities presented. But is it for everyone? Join us for the answers that this exciting new season has in store. Hello everyone and welcome to the Entrepreneur Story, the new season of the Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, consultant, coach, and mostly what I do these days is supporting entrepreneurs grow their life and their businesses. I have two big passion in life, one for people and one for businesses. So seeing people and businesses grow, it is what gives me a sense of purpose. In this new season, I'll be focusing on sharing secrets to open and grow any businesses. These are the stories nobody shares, the tips, the real truths of what it means to have a business and live an entrepreneurial life. Nobody prepares us to be or become an entrepreneur. There is no specific school for it, and most of successful entrepreneurs who can share their stories are too busy to do so. So providing you have wondered, would it be good for me to have my own business? Do I really have what it takes to be successful? Or now that I started and see the struggle with it, should I keep going or stop before it's too late? Or gosh, I really work hard. I wonder why my business is not longer growing. This and so many more answers in this new season. While you may listen to this podcast while driving or doing something in parallel, I will definitely encourage you to take notes, at least for the tips and things to do, as this is the best way not only to remember, but also to implement, because the key is implementation. And as most entrepreneurs have no time, we'll keep it short, 10-15 minutes per week, so you can actually make time for you and your business. People ask me, is this the right moment to start something different, to be innovative, to implement things? Sure it is. Most of us are afraid to invest or even start working with an expert to find ways further. This podcast could be the affordable way to actually start doing and see the results before you decide to invest in working with someone. Ready? Let us start this beautiful story of entrepreneurs. Hello, my dear friends. Hello, my dear listeners, and welcome back to your entrepreneur story the untold story of successful entrepreneur. So after last time we were focusing on tips to check the success of your business, today I wanted to focus a little bit more on how to disrupt any businesses from inside out. Ready? Let's go! You see, a common characteristic of businesses that are growing and are successful is that they start becoming very confident looking much more on how to increase their profits than on how they can become sustainable on the long run. And when we do not longer pay attention to the market and the way we do business, someone else will do. So let me explain a little bit what's happening. Let's say that you are starting a new business and After a while, it takes a little bit of years, isn't it? But after a while, your business is becoming successful. 
you start making money, you start, you start having the kind of success that you were dreaming about and looking forward for. Now, when this happens, as a human tendency is to kind of forget that we are here in the long run. And we are here to continue to progress and to continue to um, have this kind of success. And that means that we don't disconnect from the market and we don't kind of feel confident about, well, I've made it. We as an entrepreneurs, we never made it. It's just a way of living, focusing on developing our businesses, serving our clients and moving forward every day. You see, the thing is that when we forget to do that, when we forget our main purpose, when we forget why we are here, we become somehow like this big corporation which are uh, quite confident in, in the way they are doing and feel that nothing can kill them, nothing can stop them. Well, there is always a newcomer. There is always somebody looking to the market paying attention to the market in the same way that you've done when you started it. You see, this newcomer, he will come and he will assess a business from the perspective of its clients' needs and claims. And this newcomer will bring up a new model that is fully responsive, responding to those needs. Even more, they will be eyes open for existing clients to highlight a pain point not necessarily visible to them. So instead of that, any company could benefit from understanding what is that the clients are truly looking for, not because the clients have no other choice on the market, but because they get exactly what they need and what they want to begin with, as well as educating the clients with what new benefits they can get with an innovative service or product that company can well launch. You see, in theory, it should be easier for an existing company to, one, keep its clients when listening, responding to their needs, and second, drive the market higher than for a new company to disrupt the market and take competitors' clients. When a disruptor takes over, though, it is a clear indication that the clients were not choosing the existing company due to their tremendous satisfaction level, but out of habits or no other available choices. An inside disruptive approach shall start by understanding market trends and mostly customer complaints. Both are important as we can disrupt the market either by providing new services, new products, either by first educating about new services and products, those giving clients more reason to keep choosing the existing company they work with. That is even more true in today's economy, and it was never easier to add new online services, market anything almost for free on social media, and get access to so much information. Yet, change is difficult. I mean, why changing when we always have done this way and it's still working, isn't it? Sometimes it is easier to keep pretending we are the best and the clients will follow. Multiple examples like 
Nokia or Kodak on one side or Uber and Airbnb on the other side show how much traditional successful companies can lose and how much new companies can disrupt and take over a market. And at the opposite, companies like Apple or Amazon, who, although young and successful, keep innovating every day to keep their clients happy. Seriously, so let me give you a little bit more insight of what I'm talking about this, um, you know, more traditional company that they think they have it all and, you know, they kind of um, feel very confident they will be there forever. I gave you this example of Nokia or of Kodak. Nokia used to be uh, the leader in, in mobile phone um, years ago and how somehow they, they disappeared completely from the market. Why? Because they thought that um, a client will only use a phone for making phone calls. When the market was changing into, you know, taking picture with your phone and, and adding other kind of facilities to your phone, they are absolutely convinced that people love Nokia and they will stay with Nokia and they will buy um, a camera if they want more pictures. You see, Huawei is on the market, Samsung is on the market, Apple is now on the market because of that, something they didn't see. The same with Kodak, I will not go into a lot of details, but you probably remember that Kodak um, was a super successful, beautiful company. And you probably remember all the marketing, that the advertising that you will have on TVs with uh, father and son and things like that. Kodak moments, do you remember those? And yet the digital market arrived and they didn't see it coming. They saw they are so good and big that, you know, clients will stick with them forever. On the other side, what did Uber did or what did Airbnb did? Well, they come on the market and they look onto, okay, what are the problems on today's market? So there were taxi companies and Uber looked into what were those um, things that clients of taxis around the world, actually, they were unhappy with. And are unhappy because you know overall those taxis you didn't know when they will come you had no idea how much it will cost you have um, no idea if you will most probably never pay by credit card etc etc so they were looking into you know existing businesses existing clients but which were unsatisfied with the services they were getting and they created uber you see, we can go and on and on and give those examples, but overall it's just to realize that as soon as you have this permanent new eye on what's happening on your market, how is your customer satisfaction? What is that they are uh, really needed and wanted and what is that they are complaining about? We can create this kind of culture of disruption from inside out no matter how difficult the change is, it is the mindset that is changing the results. Being fully focused on the day-to-day -day business operational, um, also it's perfectly normal and understandable, right? May lead sometimes to lose sight of the bigger pictures and trends. And it is always cheaper to invest with a consultant, have a larger view, a different view, to better answer clients' complaints and wishes than to react when a disruptor is already in the market. I mean, to go back to my example, have you seen how much the taxi company have lost 
facing Uber. They could have improved their own services before Uber arrived. And now it's so much more difficult because it's not only Uber, you have many other companies that are doing what Uber is doing. And the traditional taxi companies are losing market size. Hope this resonates. And if it is, and you really want to say, okay, you make a good point here. How can I disrupt from inside out? Listen, I have five tips for you to practice a disruptive approach in any company. Ready? Here we go. Tip number one, as much as possible, create a culture of out of the box thinking inside your own company. This means to encourage and reward team members who are finding solution instead of just highlighting problems. Tip number two, understand and analyze customer complaints. I will never, never say enough of how important it is to study and listen and understand deeply what are your clients complaining about. It's really important to you know, separate yourself from the ego. It doesn't mean they are always right, but it is a trend and it's telling you what they are really looking for. Remember, when you are unsatisfied with something, you will find the first opportunity to move out, no matter what other things are there and you are loving it. You see, analyzing customer complaints is rather cheap and easy to do, and it requires a systematic approach. Run a customer satisfaction survey at least once a year. Leave space for comments. In addition, follow monthly the number of clients you lost and take time to assess the reasons for them to stop working with your company. Tip number three, test new services and products. Take it one at a time so it is easier to understand what is working and why it's working. And also, a test means that some things will just go into failures. It is important when we test new services and we test new products to also learn from our own failures. Tip number four, and, and I will keep telling you this as much as I, I'm, I, I believe in it, it's like, Take some external eyes to help you with it. Work with a consultant. They have a new look on any businesses and that new look, they will see things you don't. Not because they are smarter, sometimes they are just more experienced and they, this is their business, right? But also it's coming from outside. So you see things from outside that you cannot see. You know, we, we always say it in coaching, you cannot see the picture from the frame. So if you are the frame, you cannot see the whole picture, isn't it? So that will be always uh, beneficial, especially it is difficult to, for a company to see things that may be, however, obvious for an outsider. One efficient way to work with a consultant is result-based. So when I hear people, I have no money to work with a consultant, well, Find those consultants that are paid on results. No results, no pay. They are people who are ready to support you in that, um, in that form of business model. And finally, tip number five, learn from companies that are not your direct competitors. Let me explain. Um, maybe you are not a taxi business, yet what can you learn from Uber? Make sense? Or maybe you're not a distribution or a retailer, but what can you learn from Amazon? And how can you 
apply what you learn from them, from their good practices, from what you observe in those successful companies, even if it's a completely different market than yours, and you can apply to your own business. You see, at the end of the day, any company is totally responsible for its results and its growth. They can blame the market and the competitors, but they can be reactive or proactive. The way a company, small, medium, large, no matter its size, chooses to lead the change or to react to market change is the main indicator of how long that company will be on the market for. And now that you know those insights, think about it. How can you disrupt your company, your business from inside out? Hope this resonates and is helping you. And I'm looking forward to hear more of your comments and challenges, things that you want us to focus more on in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening and enjoy your entrepreneur story. Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, ebooks, and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.